Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan. Fried the Burnout Podcast. All right, Fried fam, it is time for a vulnerable session today. Because there are a few things that happen when you've recovered from burnout. One is you forget how bad it was. Two, you forget how hard the recovery was. And three, you sum up your recovery in this nice, pretty package with all the things that went really well. And you're like, look, I did it. You can do it too. But there is a fuller picture available. And I want you to have it for a few reasons. One, because you deserve the full story. Two, because I want you to understand that when I say that tripping up on your way through burnout recovery is normal, I really mean it. And three, because I want you to know that even with all my knowledge and my learnings and all of the things I had even before going through my burnout journey, I still mess up. My hope is that reminding you of my humanness helps you remember that you're human too and that you're not going to get every piece of this puzzle perfect and it's okay. So I'm going to just jump right in today. Here are some of the ways that I remember failing during my burnout recovery, which started in 2016, 2017. Number one, first big mistake, I initially tried to do it all by myself. I relied on the one book and about 20 research articles that existed at the time. And now there's more options, right? This could be a little easier. You have fried, first of all, you have this resource. There are a ton of books, mine included, in case you don't have it yet. There are loads of influencers, TikTokers, Instagram reels, LinkedIn posts that can help guide you through burnout recovery. So even if you do decide to DIY it, you're not really DIYing it because most of the work has been done for you. The information has been gathered for you. The work has not been done. The information has been gathered for you. And all you need to do is implement the pieces that you think will fit your life best. I'm not saying that makes it super easy because I know that it is still difficult. But back in 2016, none of this stuff existed. So I was stumbling through the streets just trying to figure this out. And I was really hesitant to spend money on myself because I was not accustomed to spending money on myself. So it took me a long time to decide to work with people for my burnout recovery because I just kept going over the, my household could use this money in different ways. We could go on vacation, we could, whatever it was, a million different things. We could buy groceries. Deciding to spend that money on, on myself was one of my first real true moments of recovery because it was one of the first times in my life that I actually put myself first, that I actually stopped and said, okay, Kate, you've got to do this. You deserve to do this. And if you don't do this, you're not just making it worse for yourself, but you're also really affecting the way that your relationship is going. You're affecting your household. So I had to understand that it was about me, but it was also bigger than me in order to make that initial investment. And thank God I did because I don't know where I would be. Second big mistake, I thought that three steps forward and three steps back was not progress. Be this is 
it's hard to imagine that three steps forward and three steps back is progress, but there's a quote from a Greek philosopher that says, no man ever steps in the same river twice, for it's not the same river, and he's not the same man. If you find yourself in a similar place in your burnout recovery and you've quote unquote gone backwards, there are things that you've already learned. There are parts of this process you've already implemented. There are things that you already know about getting back forward those first those few steps that you've taken. You are not the same person as you were the last time you felt like you were three steps behind. You have learned things. One of the things I think is critical that Karina Schneider mentioned in her episode on how to return to work, one of the things that she said was to really sit down and ask yourself, what have I learned about myself during this process that I need to remember? What do I need to carry with me as I move forward? And I didn't do that for a very long time. I kept doing the burnout cha, a couple steps forward, a couple steps back and saying, oh my God, I'm not making any progress. And what I didn't realize at the time were that those couple steps forward kept being faster and faster. And those couple steps back kept being slower and slower. So it felt like I was dancing in place, but the speed was changing, the tempo was changing, and I was learning critical things that I needed for my recovery. No man ever steps in the same river twice, for it is not the same river and it is not the same man. All right, this is a really important point. Number three, big failure. I'm looking at my list as I talk to you today. This really feeds off of number two, but I was beating myself up a lot for my quote unquote lack of recovery because burnout recovery takes forever. But if I really think about it, the 18 months that it took me to recover had 35 years of habits and possibly some intergenerational trauma that I don't even realize affected me right? That I had to get through. What I did right in this regard was to work with someone. It was really important for me to have an outside person at this time. It was a coach who was reflecting back to me when I was like, oh my God, I'm getting everything wrong. Bah. She was able to stop and say, hey, listen, actually a few weeks ago, this is what was happening. And now this is what's happening. So actually this is progress and this is difference. Having someone point that out to me was really important. And I know that's something that happens a lot when I'm coaching someone. I also know it happens a lot in our group coaching calls because you sometimes need a mirror. You need someone to reflect back to you that you actually are making progress, that things are actually changing. And so that was a really big mistake that I, I just kept beating myself up for my progress, but it wasn't until I had a coach that I was able to really get a handle on the progress that I was actually making and pay attention to it in a different way. And this was also part of my burnout recovery long-term because as someone who burns out, it was really a huge tendency of mine to dismiss my accomplishments. So it was hard to recognize my accomplishments on my burnout recovery journey when I couldn't even recognize my my accomplishments in the rest of my life. Learning how to appreciate myself was part of my recovery. So some of these answers that I'm going to give you today, some of these failures that I had, they were actually a part of the recovery that I didn't realize as I was going through it. Burnout recovery, failure number four that I made. Once I felt much better. I was about a year in, I crossed paying attention to burnout off my list of things to do. 
I just crossed it off. And then I went through an international move, a ruptured Achilles, starting a new business and going back to school full time within a year. And it wasn't until I went through all those things and realized that I was in new situations that had me falling back on old habits that made me realize that I am probably going to have a tendency toward burnout forever. It is normal for me to put my work first. It's normal for me to put other people first. And I have to consistently work on. This is something I still have to do, everybody. I am seven years out. I still have to remind myself sometimes that I matter, right? So I couldn't take burnout recovery off of my list as soon as I did. I failed by crossing it off much too soon and then finding myself in situations where I still needed to practice some of the skills I had learned, but I was like, ah, I've got this. And so I got really dangerously close to burnout again because I wasn't really paying attention. And that was a big mistake. Mistake number five. <laughs> this is funny. I thought there was an end which ties into number four, but burnout recovery for me technically ends when you're no longer exhausted and cynical and you're able to perform and do your job or whatever it is that you want to do. One other measure that I like to use is this idea of not being afraid of burnout anymore because you feel like you have enough agency, enough influence over your life, enough control that even if you find yourself sliding, you'll be able to make some changes and get back to where you need to be. And this really is true to me. I don't feel like I've been close to burnout in a very long time, but I still have to keep practicing skills like boundaries and doing something that Sarah called on a recent um, office hours call, making choices with myself in mind. She didn't even say making choices and putting yourself first. She just said making choices while keeping yourself in mind. And it hit me right in the gut because this is really just so critical. If you're able to keep your own wants, needs, and desires as part of your decision-making process long-term, you will do yourself massive favors in your burnout recovery process. And there's no end to that. You have to do that forever. You have to do it for the rest of your life, right? So practicing these things on an ongoing basis is really important. It's really important. Pride fam, I tell you in nearly every episode that step one of your burnout recovery is blood work. And I know that a lot of you avoid it because it's a pain and because your doctor has told you that everything is quote unquote fine. And they refuse to test all the things that you think you need. What if I told you that you could test what you want, when you want, from your home with just a couple of drops of blood? Cyfox Health allows you to do just that. You can buy tests as one-offs or join a membership. Either way, you can test and track your results to help you make decisions about your burnout recovery journey. Get 10% off any membership, subscription, or one-time test kit right now. Go to scifoxhealth.com forward slash fried for your discount. That's S-I-P-H-O-X health.com forward slash fried.
The sixth mistake that I made, (laughs) this is so me. Once I started to feel better, I wanted everyone in the world to feel better. And I started telling people that I thought they were burnt out and needed help. (laughs) Oops. No one wants to hear it. And listen, I've had this conversation in the Facebook group before too. Talk about your damn self and allow people to come to their own decisions and their own realizations in their own time. You can express concern. You can do things like share the podcast. That's a fairly neutral way to say, hey, I've been really burnt out. I've been listening to this podcast. It's been helping me. Then when you share it, it doesn't feel like you're like, hey, I can do all the things and get you out of burnout too. Let's do this. Because that feels really overbearing. And when people aren't ready to hear it. They're just going to push you away. It's really easy to forget how shitty you felt just a few months ago once you're feeling better and enthusiastic. And it's really hard to remember how you would have reacted to somebody being so cheery and yay about getting you through burnout. It, especially when it feels impossible because you look at people like and you're like, that's, I can't do that. I can't do what you did. There's no reason for me to, that's not, no. So I know it sounds counterintuitive and I know we all want to help people all the time, but you really have to let people come to this in their own time. And once you are recovering, you will see burnout everywhere. You will see it everywhere. And it is going to be a challenge to hold your tongue, but please share neutral resources as much as you can and I'll let people come to it. Number seven thing that I did wrong As a lifelong athlete, I went too hard too fast with exercise during my recovery. I just wanted to get back to myself ASAP, so I joined all sorts of super intense classes to like get into it again. I really needed a much slower burn than I thought I did, and a few years later, if I'm honest, I still do. I exercise quite a bit these days. I lift weights. I row a few times a week from March until November on the river. And so I'm getting really serious exercise in on a regular basis, and I'm still not exercising the way that I used to. I might be able to at this point, but I really enjoy giving my body the space it needs to recover in between workouts. It's really working for me. So it is what it is. But I did not do that in the beginning. As soon as I felt better, I was like, boxing class, hot yoga, let's do it all. It was not a good move. Eighth way I failed during my burnout recovery. This is also so me. I tried to turn it into a business before I was ready. I can turn anything into a business. I love being an entrepreneur. And once I had some of this information, I just, I wanted to help people so badly. So we're going back to number six. It was really hard for me, and this is really hard for me to admit, but I was already doing burnout work before I finished my book, and I really should have gone through the whole process of getting that book out before I started doing the work because there was some information that was living inside of me that I really needed to have on a page and be able to look at objectively and have edited, if I'm honest, before I started working with people. I thought that my previous work with one-on-one patients, because I'm a healthcare practitioner, qualified me to work with people like a little faster. And don't get me wrong, I had some really great success with people, but I am absolutely sure that the coaching that I do now is more impactful than the work that I was doing then, because I wasn't far enough out of it myself to really help people the way that I can now. The ninth thing, don't worry, there are only 10. The ninth thing that I did wrong during my burnout recovery is that I really cared about people's reactions when I told them my burnout story. Most people 
thank goodness for them, do not understand burnout. So their reactions and their comments that were probably innocuous sent me for an absolute tailspin. There was a lot of dismissal of what I had gone through, and it was so gaslighty. And I don't think people were trying to gaslight me on purpose. They just couldn't comprehend what I was saying or what I was going through. And it had me questioning, was it really that bad? Was I really suffering that much? Maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. And then I started working with a few clients who were where I was at the beginning And it reminded me, oh, no, it really was that bad. That was the truth. It really was that bad. I'm not making this up. I'm not crazy. Learning to trust myself again was part of my burnout recovery, learning to trust that what I was feeling was real and that I could adjust to my body's wants and needs and desires and preferences in a way that didn't mean that I was selfish and that I could listen to those signals because they meant something. That took me a really long time and sharing my story sort of a little bit maybe too quickly threw that off for a minute. It really put that self-trust in danger for a moment and I needed to pull myself back in order to remember that, no, this the story is real, really real. And I can't let anybody convince me to make it smaller for their comfort. Yeah, that's a tough one. The 10th and last for now reason that I failed during burnout recovery, and this is another one that's really hard for me to admit even today, is that one of the initial reasons that I wanted to recover from burnout was to prove that I could recover from burnout. And there's probably a few of you that like either sighed or rolled your eyes or started laughing at that. Burnout recovery felt like almost another challenge to me that was like... It was this new hurdle that I was going to show people how fast I could get over. Build a brand new business in a brand new field, in a brand new country, in a brand new language. Yay! I did that twice. Grow up in a place with few opportunities and turn into an international success. I've totally got this. Burn out and recover better than anyone else ever. Let's do it. Ugh, all the wrong reasons. I laugh about it now, but having to get over my internal need to prove things to people all the time was a massive part of my burnout recovery. And if I'm really honest about it, I couldn't really recover until I released this need as much as is humanly possible because I'm still human and I, I still do this sometimes. Until I released it as much as I could and allowed myself to really and truly like break down even further, like it did get worse before it got better. I did take five steps back instead of three I had to get super vulnerable with myself first and foremost because I wouldn't even admit to myself that I needed help half the time. And then I had to do the same with my family and my best friend and my husband. I had to drop the shame that I was carrying around like Linus with his blanket. I had to fail in order to recover. So while these were all ways that once people go through this, they think, oh, if I can keep you from failing the way that I did and I can get you through it faster than I did, then I'll be happy. What I realized looking back on this now is that I had to fail in some of these ways during my recovery in order to recover. 
These are the exact things that I needed to work on. This release of the need to prove myself, this release of other people's interpretations of my life, believing them over me, this need to turn everything into helping someone else before I allow it to help me completely, this desire to always maintain the same level of physical fitness for the rest of my life. Katie, relax. All of these things are important for recovery, and it's okay if you trip over them a few times yourself. It's really okay whether you're working with someone or not working with someone. It's okay for you to have these experiences and have a moment of, oh, shit. And then you get back on the horse and you keep going because no man ever steps in the same river twice. For it's not the same river and he's not the same man. There's no possible way for you to ever be in the same exact situation you were in before. If you find yourself saying that, oh my God, I'm back here again. Oh my God, I'm in this situation again. Oh my God, I let this happen again. I want you to stop and I want you to ask yourself one question. What have I learned since the last time this happened that I can now apply to get myself out of it faster? I know you've learned something. I know that there's something that you know. And if you feel stuck on that's when you call us, that's when you get on office hours, that's when you hop in the Facebook group and ask a question. But I need you to understand on a very deep level that if you feel like you're ending up in the same place again, you are not the same person in that place again. You are different. You have different skills. You have learned something. Give yourself the grace of allowing yourself to search for a way that you have changed and learned and grown from the last time you were in this place so that you can change and learn and grow again. All right, fried fam, that wraps up another hashtag straight from Kate episode. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and anybody else you can imagine that might be helped from it. And if you would love to leave us a review, I would be thrilled. We are um, almost in the top 1000 health and fitness podcasts in the world right now, which is absolutely mind blowing to me. But your reviews and your sharing with your friends is what will get us over the edge. I would love to be in that top 1000 and know that we were reaching as many people as possible and helping as many people as possible. And I can't do that without you. So thank you for being here and thank you for sharing. See you next time. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan.